0: Bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF.
1: And welcome to Memphis AAF. We have some awesome stuff to talk to you about. What up, guys? My name is Michelle, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel.
0: How's it going?
1: Uh, It's going all right, you?
0: Okay, not too bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today?
0: Uh, we have a little bit of news, uh, kind of a major announcement coming from the AAF and yeah, I guess that's about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are we getting right to this big news? That's so cryptic.
0: Uh, of course not. Do we ever? No, no, no. We, we delay it. We push it back and we tease it until you stop caring because that's our way.
1: I've stopped caring right now.
0: All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into it. Okay. So the first thing I want to throw out there is that there is a discord server that has started up around the AAF.
1: The whole AAF?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was not expecting that question.
1: <laughs> you, you froze. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes.
0: All teams, all day, all the time.
1: <laughs> what is a Discord server?
0: So it's, it's basically like a chat room. Okay. He's kind of going there create your account or your alias and just kind of talk with people who are also excited about the Alliance of American football.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And you <laughs> can divide it up between like who you're, you know, what team you're rooting for and talk to people of like minds who know that Memphis express is the best. Here's hoping. Yeah. What? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: is there any smack talk going down?
0: Not yet, but I'm sure that's gonna, that's going to come with time. Yeah. As soon as people realize how good Memphis is.
1: We're, gonna, we're here to deliver the pain.
0: Boom. But I will have the link to that in the show notes. So if you want to join us and have some fun, check it out. All right. So on to some news. First off, let's talk about us.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that news?
0: Uh, of course. All right. Okay. We have a very special guest for next week's episode.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Jacob is coming on the show. We're not going to attempt to butcher his last name, but that will be the first thing we ask him is right. how to pronounce that thing.
1: How to correctly pronounce his last name.
0: But he is the VP of Ticket Sales and Operations. And the season tickets go on sale for the general public starting next week. So he's going to come on the show, answer your questions, and talk about what the team is going to be doing with uh, tickets and whatnot.
1: Yeah, he's really cool. We've talked to him a couple times, and he's really passionate about the Express and the league overall doing really well. So he's going to be a a cool guy to have on.
0: Yeah, and he showed us around uh, the Liberty Bowl when we went to pick out our season tickets the other day. Yep, yep. Or our seats. Or I guess we didn't really pick our seats.
1: Not our direct seats, but
0: yeah, because we're going to be in the hub,
1: the best spot in the house,
0: and it's general admission, so there's no specific seat, it's just kind of a free for all party zone, yeah. So that's where we're going to be,
1: definitely with our free (laughs) drinks,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) I just looked over at Dan's notes, and the next thing we're talking about is something to do with the hot shots, I think, but from here, it looks like hobbits (laughs) that we're going to start talking about, hobbits, and it was really confusing.
0: See, I just realized the irony that Hugh Freeze is going to be a coach for the Hot Shots.
1: Ah, I see it. <laughs> the irony.
0: Yeah. I thought this was, I mean, it's not really relevant to Memphis, but it is just kind of a fun little tidbit. Okay. That Hugh Freeze has a job.
1: I don't know anything about Hugh Freeze.
0: He was a coach for the University of Mississippi, and he lost his job because he was hiring escorts for the players.
1: I remember hearing about that.
0: Yeah. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah, a little bit. So he's, uh, now he's got another job. With the A.A.F.
1: Okay. With the Hot Shots, not (laughs) the hobbits.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) Though I think team really missed out by not naming their alliance the hobbits.
1: You don't think that was uh, protected by copyright or anything? Yeah, touche. All right.
0: Have to look into that. Do we? Uh, We'll talk about it later. (laughs) Okay. But I think this really kind of shows that the league is willing to give second chances. Because like Michael Vick has his history. You know, this guy has his. And it just shows like this is a place for second chances.
1: But is that a good thing?
0: We'll see. I mean, I believe that you can learn from your mistakes.
1: Yeah, but does that mean that you deserve a job in a position such as this? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question.
0: Yeah, and it's different because it's not college students. You know, these are adults that are going to be playing. But it's, just, it's something to pay attention to that, you know, the, the league is willing to look past former indiscretions. Hopefully they're... Not as lenient when it comes to new issues that may arise.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just kind of a wait and see thing. I'll just have to see how they, you know, other people they may hire. It's just, it's a problem I think the NFL has faced is keeping people in positions that don't deserve them after they've done really awful things. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. And I really hope that the Alliance doesn't go down that same
0: path. Some very interesting news in regards to the contracts. Okay. The CFL and the AAF are going to respect each other's contracts.
1: Oh, that's cool. So a player wouldn't like bounce back and forth?
0: Correct. So if a player signs a three-year deal with the AAF, they can't, mid-contract, jump ship and head to the CFL and vice versa.
1: That's cool. I think that that will really help each league keep some sort of stability. Right. Which is important to the success of both of them.
0: Yeah. And I could, you know, otherwise, I could see, like, a bidding war for teams to, like, try to get the best talent. They're in this perpetual back and forth. Yeah. And it really doesn't help either side.
1: Right. And, and it kind of validates each league. Yeah. They're recognizing and respecting the role that they play as separate leagues.
0: Yeah. So, it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. For everybody all around. Yep. Whereas, like, players will still have the opportunity to... Go to the NFL if they are given that kind of opportunity. Right. So before we get into the main topics of this episode, let's go into a player interview.
1: Okay. Who do we have today?
0: We got Isaac Gross. He is listed as a defensive tackle, which is what he played in college. He's from Ole Miss. Okay. Came into college the number one. Wait, did you say Ole Miss? Ole Miss. Okay. O-L-E.
1: I was like, you're not, definitely not from here if you're calling it <laughs> Old Ole Miss.
0: The, he played defensive tackle, but his more natural position is defensive end or a linebacker. Okay. But the team needed him at defensive tackle, so that's what he played. And even though he's undersized for that position, he still balled out. He came into college the number one ranked tackle or defensive tackle in Mississippi. Wow. And like number 13 or something crazy on ESPN's list of like 150 top players. That's crazy. Yeah. But he sustained some injuries uh, later in his college career and that really kind of hurt his chances for the nfl and he never really got that shot but he's a guy with a lot of determination to show that he is worthy of a shot
1: let's hear all about it
0: so we are here with isaac gross he's a defensive lineman coming out of ole miss during his time at ole miss he ended up with 142 tackles 29 for loss six sacks and four fumble recoveries. He was an all SEC player and is currently the tenth all time in tackles for loss at Ole Miss. Isaac, how you doing?
2: Man, I'm doing good. How are you? Thanks for having
0: me. We're so excited to have you on the show. Just cause like watching your highlight film, looking at your numbers, like you are a guy that should be playing. And it's just like one of those things, like, it's really a shame that the that you're not.
2: Yeah, tell me about him every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we don't need to tell you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you've been doing outside of football
2: well um i started off playing 2017 uh, i came out the year 2017 like i said that whole year was kind of up and down i got phone calls and no one picked me up or threw me out at the end of the year i signed with uh, I, I joined the ifL with the Green bay blizzards and uh, i went to Green bay the beginning of 2018. I, 18, I came home like in uh, February, I came home from uh, uh, yeah, February, March, April, I came home like mid-March and April to, to May, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do next, I was still training and like I said, it was just, you know, I was hoping uh, someone, someone would probably pick me up or something new would come and I can be a part of a different type of football league or something. But I tried. I stayed in shape and uh, just stayed training. Then all of a sudden, I um, I took a personal training job. I was uh, personal training people got summer jobs. Then to the point, just went in, went on and got my uh CDLs. I was just so undecided on what I wanted to do. So like I said, I just uh, recently just finished school up getting my class A CDL. So and uh, that's basically been about it, man. Just been a roller coaster trying to find my way back out on that field.
0: It's such a shame because you know you played just a couple games in the IFL before you had you know family issues come up, and it's it's something that we see far too often when it comes to professional football. Is these guys take time off to focus on themselves or to take care of personal matters, which you know any other profession you have that freedom, but you know as soon as you kind of drop out of. You know, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You get out of the eyesight of these, you know, the, these teams, and you know, it kind of, kind of derails your career
2: all the way. I mean, it, it puts you, it put you all the way back. I mean, like I said, nothing was, nothing was by choice at all. It was basically what I had to do. And uh, like I said, man, I just been fighting for it day in, day out, trying to build some connection, trying to, you know, trying to, you know, put my name out there in a positive way and just, you know, find somebody that could, you know, possibly get me a workout or anything.
0: But. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and it just kind of highlights why the AAF is so important and just kind of giving these opportunities to, you know, these guys that deserve it. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to your college days. Entering Ole Miss your freshman year, you were ranked the number one defensive tackle in Mississippi and 36 overall on ESPN's top 150 rankings. Tell us a little bit, just kind of like, what your mindset was going into Ole Miss with these high rankings and high expectations
2: uh, man I, I just it, it's um I actually was uh hurt at the end of my high school career I didn't my high school known for winning a state championship year in and year out and um I was I was so disappointed in my senior year that I didn't get a chance to get uh, win a state championship my senior year I had a little uh, minor injury. And I didn't get to perform well in the Mississippi-Alabama game, like the All-Star game. And then um, I healed up in the All-Star game I went to in in St. Petersburg, Florida, the Under Armour game, UA game. I woke woke back up there. And uh, when I first stepped, I remember when I first stepped foot on on at college. You know, Ole Miss is is like really like 20 minutes from from my hometown, Batesville, 20 minutes east of where I live. And uh, right after I finished high school, I would I used to try to go over there and uh, work out early. Like I said, I wasn't uh, under liability yet. I couldn't couldn't work out, but I was trying to get in early, like right before summer one in June even started. I was trying to get in like May, like yeah, like April May type. So, uh, man, when I got there, I remember being in the back of the room. You know, I was behind. I the first day, I didn't even take uh, practice. I didn't even get a chance to get any rep, but uh, I just remember being in the back of that room. And, uh, you know, Old Miss was just came off a two and 11 season, and they got new coaches, new everybody there. So I was just thinking to myself, like, man, this is my time to make my mark. This is my, you know, it does, everything is wide open. You know, if I get red shirted, then hey, I'm a freshman. If not, then man, I came really to the plate. And, uh, I just took it by storm. I wasn't afraid. I, I was going to uh, man up to the occasion as soon as I had the opportunity to. Man. I want to say by the end of training camp week two, I was a star defensive tackle as a freshman at 250 pounds.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> and you definitely uh, rose to the occasion, ended up on the all-freshman SEC team.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying <laughs> it right. It was freshman all-American team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, I'll give it to the <laughs> <laughs> Definitely deserved it. Yeah.
0: You're listed at Ole Miss as a defensive tackle. Yes, but sir. like you seem kind of, you know, a bit undersized at that. Yes, Tell sir. us a little bit, kinda of, like, where do you feel most comfortable on the field?
2: um most comfortable I feel as an edge rusher, either weak side or strong side. And I, I even feel good standing up at it. You know, I wouldn't say you know what I'm saying whatever I need to do, you know, I'm I'm a football player, but you know, I always just told Coach, I was like, yo, man, coach, I really wanna play at the next level, man. But you know, I don't think I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow into that body to uh play it, play this spot at the next level. So um so with that, so with that being said, like I said, I just uh I played it and I was like, I am gonna play defensive end. And that that's what I feel like my best spot was playing defense end on the field. Weak side or strong side. I can stop the run with my attack or I can uh pass rush.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy that you still were able to put up these numbers playing like a weaker position than where you should be, you know? So yes, you see a lot of guys out there, you know, they, they try them at different positions, and, you know, it just doesn't work out. But even though you're at a different, you know, a position that you're not built for, you still showed up. You know, in 2014, you're still ranked the number eight defensive tackle in the SEC.
2: That was and that. Actually, that... <laughs> <laughs> that was just that. That was just that passion in me, man. That fire burning. I was uh, I'm from Mississippi. I got to play it. I'm playing at Old Miss. I'm wearing Mississippi on my chest. You no know? big Mississippi guy. So I took it to college like that. And uh. Like I said, I had so much I was playing for. I was playing, I was playing for my family. I was, playing, I was playing for a community back at home, man. It was just, like I said, man, and when I really thought about it, I was like, yo, now what I need to do for me? Like, yo, coach, I really need to play in. And I like I said, it, I always just believed, man. Coach told me in college, you'll just be playing where you needed it. In the league, you'll be playing where you were best at. And uh, like I said, man, I was—you know—I was a leader. I was a captain. I didn't—I didn't fight with that. You know, I—I I got a job to do. Coach gave it to me, and that's what I was gonna do.
0: I love that passion. Who do would you say is your favorite player, or like who do you model your game after?
2: I started off big, um, Cameron Wake, Trent Cole, Jane Harrison guy. But um, the way I—I I feel like I never uh, actually elevated to my full potential. Like with training and everything, and growing to it, building a, a good body for that. So, I feel like when I do reach my peak, I'll be, I'll be modeling myself right after Khalil Mack. I love watching Khalil Mack, and uh, like I said, man, his tenacity, his tenacity, his power, his speed, his aggressiveness, his ability to be, you know, aware of everything that's going on around him. You know, he's just Khalil Mack right now is uh, my favorite player in the NFL.
0: That's awesome. There, there are many. <laughs> if you're going to model after somebody, like you can't do much better than Cleo Mack.
2: Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, they, uh, they, they get different names. Like I couldn't, like me, I just don't, I don't watch people. Like you know, of course I watch Aaron Donald, but you know, I just didn't mm-hmm. watch people like the Sue or you know, Calais, Cam, those guys. Like I said, those guys unfair. They. They're freaks of nature. Uh, Jjy, JJ Klein, they they're freaks of nature. They they cheat. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> guys, they got God bless them. You know, my partner in crime, Rob Kim you know. He played with the Arizona Car- uh, Cardinals now. He's just, you know, God gave them guys uh, very gifted bodies and stuff, and he just gave me willpower.
0: <laughs> yeah. and it's definitely, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather have that. Obviously. Having a body, you know, that those guys given talents, like you said, is amazing. Yes, but at the end of the day, you know, it's more about that passion, that drive, and that dedication to the game. Because you see plenty of guys that have come and gone who had all the physical tools, yes. but they never applied it. And, you know, and they just kind of washed out. And then you have undersized guys or guys that don't fit that ideal mold who are killing it in the league. Mm-hmm. So, who would be your dream coach? You know, whether one of the coaches in the Alliance of American Football, a current NFL coach, or past coach, like, what is your dream coach, or who is that?
2: Pete Jenkins. Okay. The legendary Pete Jenkins. Why? Um, I had a high school coach that uh, played for Pete Jenkins uh, at, old, at Mississippi State. His name was uh, Eddie Maxson, and uh, he 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 gave me a, a heads-up on the game before I got to college, and I was so skilled with my techniques before my um, coach Kiffin, Chris Kiffin, used to call me the technician when I first got to old Miss. He was like, "Man, the guy, he know, he know all the drills, he know all the technique, he know he, he got a toolbox upon himself." And um, if it'll be anything, anybody, man, it'll, it'll have to be uh, Pete Jiggins, man. I, I'm like, still to this day, um, I go back, I watch, I watch the YouTube and say it in my history, I watch this B-line big all day long, man. I just, like I said, I go out and I practice it myself, but uh if anybody, you know, I I would like to have a one-on-one session with uh Pete Jiggy.
0: Do you have any like pregame superstitions or any kind of rituals you do before you before you go out there on the field?
2: Man, I actually be so i be so excited the night before a game, the morning before or the day before. I'm, I'm not trying 10 before I get out there and warm up. I'm I'm sleep. I'll probably be in there got my music in I've been a past. I've been a passed out <laughs> Because I've been so I've been I'd be so excited the night before That's, that might sound weird, but I just be so excited. I be thinking about making those plays, you know coaches always tell us Making those plays and visualize, you know, you know dream big, you know, if you think it you you see you see yourself you repetition he plays and practice all the time. You see yourself doing that. You visualize, bring that to a visual image after you rep it so many times and then, you know, the play normally comes and you get, it's it's on you to make that play. So I'd be so excited and running through all these ideas and what, what move I'm gonna work and the push them the sit-ups all night long, you know, just the anticipation, man, just eating them antsy, just eat me up inside. It just it's just, it's the night before, man. I just be overwhelmed by it. Like I'm doing what I love, you know? And I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't shake that for nothing in the world, doing what I love. And uh, like I said, man, the next day is like, I'm I'm blow until it's time to warm up. Like I got, I just be asleep, man. I had a music in, I be asleep. Of course I pray. And then I get up and I go warm up and it's time, it's time to take bit it's time to handle business, man. I be serious all the time when it's time to play football.
0: That's awesome. It's almost like every game day is like uh Christmas morning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a good Christmas morning. And uh, I used to, I had, I had broke myself out of, I used to I used to practice and play angry all the time. just for the simple fact. Like, I don't know, like, man, I'm, I'm small. You know, I ain't gonna say I'm small, but for this position, I got to keep going right. up 600 pounds every play. Cause I was getting double teamed a lot, you know? And you see those, uh, I was split the double team, but if you see my, if you watch my film, like, you'll see it. Like, I am I was double team a lot. Majority of the game, I was double team. And uh, one thing I hated more than anything, when we went to a three down front, I just knew coach was going to let me go to the edge. But uh, he kept me in the middle. And I still made plays, but, oh, my, with all three of those, two guards Anderson on me, what I told you, old dog days there, man. <laughs> uh i wouldn't, i wouldn't give it, I wouldn't pass it up for nothing in the world though I just like I said I'm rambling a little bit but I just I miss it man and it was it's a, like i said it's it's it star alive and it just it's hard it's hard to cope with anything else when you uh when you know especially if you you can accept it later i feel like but when you just haven't had that opportunity it's hard to let it go because I'm not for sure I'm not for sure mm-hmm. if it was if it was for me or not, because I I didn't get the opportunity,
0: you know? That's yes. And just like watching your film, you know, you're saying you're getting double teamed. You're able to split them. I mean, yeah. your reaction time is so ridiculous that, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, they don't have time to actually stop you. And just like, I just like watch that. And it's like, think like if you were on the edge, like looking at your numbers at in the interior and just thinking like if you're on the edge, like what you would have been, you know, it's hopefully, you know, you get that shot in the AF or any league. You know to actually show what you were made to do
2: yeah I was I I think about that all the time like you know uh one of my one of my mentors Derek Burgess played for the played for the I mean played for um, Oakland Raiders he played for New England he played for Philly um uh, Derek Burgess and um uh, Derek Burgess he used to coach me here at Old Miss he's to, he to come to our practice and because uh, he still he lived in the area he retired living in the area right and uh, he used to walk through plays with me. And he used to say it all the time. It's harder for a guy to go from the outside to come inside, but it's much easier for a guy to move from inside and go play outside. And like I said, bro, when, ever since he told me that, and I got those one or two snaps on the edge, I like I got to settle down, but I can play it. I, I know I can play it, you know. Like I said, mm-hmm. it, it's more, more of just less talking than just give having the ability to able to really show it you know yeah i know some i know somebody out there believe in me man somebody fought for me It just the whole room probably didn't but somebody did you know i know i I know i got somebody believe in me out there man whenever i get a chance to show them they won't regret it they're gonna be i told you so
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it so 30 seconds you know, whoever's listening, the coaches out there, why should they sign you?
2: Coach, man, like I said, I'm I'm a kid, man. I grew up my whole life playing football, man, just like any other football player. But one thing I know, man, I'm a technician. I get out there, you give me a job to do. That's, more, that's the only thing I'm going to do It's my job. And I'd uh, give anything, man, to, you know, get back to where I need to be. I hope somebody listening, I hope somebody would uh, give me an opportunity, give me a chance. Coach, I really can't say you, by a conversation but you get me on that field i consider myself that way coach and i'm hoping uh, i get that opportunity to do so
0: awesome i love it i love the passion dedication i love everything you got i love your game man i hope i hope that you get that shot that you definitely deserve
2: yes sir man I, like i said man i want to appreciate you too you know reaching out you know and uh giving me a chance to be heard and uh expressing myself on your platform i I'm very, I'm very thank, thankful for that, man. You know, that's uh, I want to say, you know, big things coming your way for, you know, allowing guys to be on your surface too, man. So I really appreciate you for this.
0: No, man, we just want this league to be a success, and the only way that's gonna happen is to get the right guys out on that field. Yes, sir. Anybody that uh, wants to follow you online or get in touch with you, where should they go?
2: I mean, you can go to Instagram, which would be uh, I i underscore am ig or you can or you just type in my name or you can go to facebook and uh twitter which will both will be isaac gross big gross 90, 94 that's the best way to contact me and uh like i said man facebook or twitter would be the best way to contact me also my fam links are in those links too so you know hit me up anytime man let me know what you got for me big gross that's me
0: I'll be sure to put links to all that in the show notes. So if you guys wanna get in touch with Isaac or just follow what he's doing, check the show notes. Check him out there. Isaac, again, thanks so much for coming on. So that was Isaac.
1: He sounds so passionate about just wanting to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking on the interview, like the night before, he's so excited. It's like a kid on Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, it was fun to listen to that part where he's just like, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm doing push-ups and sit-ups all night. I don't think I've ever been so excited about something that I would do push-ups and sit-ups <laughs> all night long.
0: Yeah, the football players are a different breed.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Singletary, we know you're listening to the show, obviously. Obviously. Need help on the D-line. This guy is... He's ready to go. Yes, sign him. Now on to the main event. Mm-ticka, 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 mm-ticka. Like we mentioned earlier, we got to go to the Liberty Bowl and actually pick where we wanted to sit for the season.
1: Yeah, I'd never been to the Liberty Bowl, which is kind of surprising because I was a U of M student and I grew up here. So it's crazy that I've driven past it. Yeah, we went
0: to an event like in the parking lot. We did? Yeah, there was like, I don't remember what it was, but it was there.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) So I've been in the parking lot of the Liberty Bowl. Never quite in, never in the stadium.
0: If you look on our social media, we got we took some pictures and some video, and we actually got to go down on the field because there's actually a section of seats on the field called first class that you can sit behind the end zone. Yeah, which near the end zone
1: makes me a little nervous (laughs) because like how many times do you see players like run into cameramen or people crash into the sound guy? Right, right. (laughs) So uh, I will not be sitting in the first class section down on the field.
0: Yeah. And if you do sit down there, just make sure you practice on your hand-eye coordination or your reflexes so you can get out of the way in time.
1: Yeah. I might not want to be looking at your phone or Twitter. Pay attention.
0: Yeah. And the plus out of that is you get a commemorative chair to keep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But that's not where we're sitting.
1: We'll be in the hub. Yes. With the, what do they call it? The most raucous fans? Yeah. (laughs) We'll be them.
0: Yeah. With our free drink tickets. Having a great time.
1: Yeah. I saw on the Facebook group, someone was uh, starting the conversation on what we would call the fan group. And yeah, that's gonna it, that was kind of fun.
0: If you haven't already, join the official group for Memphis Express and join in that conversation to determine like, what do the fans want to be called?
1: There's been a couple <laughs> uh suggestions, yeah, not, yeah, some not the greatest.
0: <laughs> so, some fun ones. Uh, Michelle actually had a very nice suggestion of flight crew.
1: Yeah, I kind of like that one. Yeah. I'm still not on board, but (laughs) might as well go with it.
0: So if you have ideas, let us know.
1: Hit up the group.
0: Yeah. And make sure you get your season tickets. Pre-sales ends uh, the 19th. Yep. So next week actually starts open to the public uh, season ticket sales.
1: So Dan and I will definitely be down in the hub with the Ruckus fans, hanging out, partying, chanting, cheering, singing, doing all that stuff. But if you guys like the comforts of a cozy nice seating area (laughs) i would definitely check out the stadium club option because when we went to look at the stadium it was like a cold and rainy day but they took us up there to see that section it was like a warm hug it was so nice in there and there were nice comfy seats
0: yeah and it's gonna be all-inclusive food and drinks
1: and they mentioned maybe like having different menus with every game or something?
0: Yeah, so they're going to have like different caterers and different food for each game. Yeah. So you get a variety.
1: Yeah. And like I said, it's just like comfy chairs, TV screens, you get the best view of the field. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. And then if you have kids or you uh don't want to be with us ruckus fans, <laughs> there is a family section that is um alcohol-free.
1: And so. it's across the stadium from the hub.
0: <laughs> so you can be over there sober. Staring directly at us having a good time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'd put it that way, but yeah.
0: But yeah, so they have options for everybody. And the tickets range from $75 up to $8.50.
1: For a game?
0: Yeah, per game. No, Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. That's for the season tickets itself.
1: Oh, wow. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So you can get like essentially five games for $75.
1: That's such a deal. Yeah. And when we were being walked around the stadium, Jacob was telling us about how they're going to be like building up such fun things around the stadium to happen on game day. And again, in the Facebook group, they were talking about tailgating and what that might look like. So I'm just so excited for this to get started.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can't wait.
1: Definitely get your season ticket so that you can be a part of this. Another fun thing that happened this week, which shocked the hell out of me, we got the schedule.
0: Yeah. I
1: was so I woke up one morning, whatever day that came out, and I was like, Holy shit, Dan, did you see that the schedule came out? Because I had no idea that was coming.
0: Yeah, it was a kind of surprise to everybody.
1: Uh, Again, it's my bow to pick is the way that they're like releasing these things. Whatever. It's fine. I
0: don't know. It generates excitement. You kind of throw it out there. and Now everybody's clamoring about it and getting excited. That's true. And talking and then getting really confused by the way they listed the games.
1: Oh, yeah, that was definitely confusing. Because usually when you look at a schedule, it's like Niners at the Rams. So that the home team is second as opposed to this AAF schedule, which is totally backwards.
0: Yeah, if you see the full schedule, the home team is listed first. Right. And the away team is listed second. So week one, we're going to be in Birmingham. Week two, we play at home.
1: And I do have some really sad, sad news. I will be missing the first home game of the season. I know, I know. (laughs) I'll be traveling for work, but you guys will have to represent in the hub. And I will be there week three. We'll be home three, week three. What's happening week three? We don't play. No. No,
0: Week three is in Orlando.
1: Okay. uh, uh, I will be there at week four.
0: Four, Or against San Diego (laughs) where we sink the fleet.
1: Yes. Oh, I like that. Sink the fleet. All right.
0: Yeah. We also need like taunting hashtags for everybody. Yeah. So like, what can we say to the iron fans to.
1: Dude, we need to come up with some (laughs) insults for the iron. Someone, a fan for the iron hit us with a really sick burn the other night on Twitter and we had nothing to hit them back with. So we need some help with that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So a quick rundown of the schedule. Now, the cool thing is these games will be... It'll be a mixture of Saturday and Sunday games.
1: Yeah, that was another thing that was surprising because based Ooh. on previous evidence, they were all supposed to be Saturday games.
0: Yeah. And then there's one Friday game out of nowhere. Oh, really? Yeah, in Salt Lake. Weird. Yeah. So a lot of it, I'm assuming, has to do with just availability. Uh, okay. Because, like, so Memphis... The Express is going to be the sole tenant of Liberty Bowl, so we can do whatever we want to it. Right. Within reason, obviously. We can't demolish it or <laughs> do any permanent changes, but other teams aren't so lucky, and so they have to work around. Like at San Antonio, they have a couple of away games because the rodeo's in town.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah. So that's probably why there's a mixture, and all the dates are subject to change. So, Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a chance that it could switch up. Gotcha. We don't know the times.
1: So do you want to go through the schedule?
0: Yeah, so the first graphic is a little confusing because if you don't know who's home and who's away, it gets confusing. But they did release a separate graphic that just lists the games for the Express.
1: Oh, cool. And it's very clear which
0: ones are away and which one are home. Awesome. So week one will be in Birmingham.
1: Which is luckily drivable.
0: Yeah. So definitely, if you can make it, let's go support the Express in their house.
1: Let's well, caravan. And not, so is that a Saturday or Sunday game?
0: That's going to be a Sunday game.
1: Well, luckily it's drivable. So it won't be that big of a deal to go to that one and then come back if you got to work on Monday.
0: Yeah. Week two, uh, the hot shots come to Memphis. And it's the home opener. Yep.
1: That I'll be missing. <laughs> I'll be watching it. Is that a Saturday or Sunday?
0: That one is Saturday.
1: Well, luckily I'll be able to watch it on the app. So even yeah. if I'm like busy, I'll be at a conference. I'll like have it on my phone on silent or something.
0: <laughs> uh, week three. They will be going to Orlando.
1: I think I looked that one up and flights round trip were like $95 or something crazy. So I think we'll be going to that one.
0: Yeah. And it's a Saturday game for now. So like you can still go to the game, spend the night, come home Sunday and still make it back for work on Monday. Yeah. And so that's another thing that it wasn't necessarily intentional, but it was just kind of a lucky outcome. And that so many games are Saturday, which makes it easier to travel. So people can still like come home Sunday and not miss work or have to do anything crazy.
1: Yeah, that's really convenient.
0: So Orlando is going to be fun just because of the growing rivalry between our team presidents.
1: Yeah, what what happened there?
0: So UCF beat Memphis by one point.
1: Oh, that was a painful game to watch. Now, keep Well, it... I'm sorry. That wasn't a painful <laughs> game to
0: watch. That was it was a, a good really game.
1: fun game to watch, but the ending was depressing. Yeah,
0: kind of a bad call. We're not a Tigers podcast, so we're going to leave it to those experts. <laughs> but I will just say... That holding penalty that brought back that touchdown run from Henderson. Yeah. Not a fucking penalty. Yeah.
1: And they even said that when we were watching the game, they said that shouldn't have been a hold.
0: It was just a good block. So the number 10 team in the nation barely won, against an unranked team, all thanks to a bad call. Yeah. All I'm going to say. So moving on (laughs) to week four, we are going to be hosting the San Diego Fleet. Again,
1: I'm excited about that one, not only because it'll be my home opener, um, <laughs> that's what I'm calling it, but we don't have to try to figure out how to get to San Diego. They're coming yeah. to us.
0: Yeah, so that's a good news. We'll get into But like the teams furthest away are coming here to play.
1: Which is nice for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, week five is in Atlanta against the Legends.
1: Which is what, a six-hour drive?
0: Something like that, I think.
1: Totally doable. Yeah.
0: That one is going to be a Sunday game. Okay. Week six. In Salt Lake, so oh. that one's going to be a tough one. I
1: haven't looked at flights for that one, and I'm not sure because well, we
0: may have to miss that one.
1: No, 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 no. There's no such thing. This is we do the podcast. We have to be there. Maybe we can get some uh, some patreons.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to support us on Patreon, we don't have it set up, but let us know if you want to. <laughs> and that one is going to be a Saturday game. Okay. Week seven, we'll be hosting Birmingham. Okay. And that's going to be a Sunday game. Okay. Ah, uh, week eight we'll be hosting the Apollos. Okay, and that's going to be a Saturday game. Week nine we got to travel to San Antonio.
1: I have to figure out arrangements for that.
0: That's a bit of a doozy.
1: But something exciting that I've seen on social media is what is it called, the barbecue bowl?
0: Oh yeah, there's a growing rivalry between San Antonio and Memphis over who has a better barbecue. So we're gonna... <laughs>
1: probably going to win because my dad lives in San Antonio and doesn't care about football but loves barbecue. Yeah, so I'll bet and I can. And he
0: is. That kind of from Memphis. He lived in Memphis, so he can claim yeah. to be a Memphis Express fan and cook for us.
1: Yeah, he'll definitely be repping us in the barbecue bowl.
0: Yeah. And we end the season at home against the Legends. That'll be cool. Yes. And that's going to be a Saturday game. Okay. And so the way it works is we play each of the teams in our conference twice a year.
1: And what's our conference?
0: So Birmingham, Orlando, and Atlanta, Memphis are all the Eastern Conference. Okay. So we play them twice a year, then make six games. Right. And we play each team in the Western Conference once a year. Gotcha. So that's the other four. Gotcha. It'll be fun to have this barbecue bowl. Yeah. Since we only see San Antonio once a year, as opposed to like Birmingham, which we'll see twice a year.
1: We should come up with some sort of cool trophy or something to hand back and forth. Yeah. So each team, <laughs> like they have that trophy for the year for the barbecue bowl.
0: Or maybe we can do something with the... Okay, so there's another fan account on twitter uh-huh. that covers the commanders okay and he's gonna be starting a podcast
1: oh. covering the commanders
0: so maybe we can have like a show versus show kind of trophy
1: that would be fun yeah <gasps> yeah we'll have to make that we'll have to figure <laughs> out what that is
0: so if you're listening let us know what you think what, what you should do for that
1: yeah and let us know if you're gonna be able to make it to the barbecue bowl
0: so you can watch the alamo fall a second time
1: <laughs> savage
0: so that is the schedule. And I'm, I'm excited to see, like, it's just things are finally starting. Yeah. And the next thing that's going to be announced is the uniform.
1: I know. I'm so excited about that. They've been kind of, well, not teasing it, but they've been talking about it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Starter's announcing it soon. And I cannot wait.
0: Team president, Cochet, was in the Memphis group saying, like, hey, if you have any questions, let me know. And somebody asked about uniforms. Like, I can't say anything now. But he says Starter is looking to break the mold on this one. Uh, makes me a little bit nervous. So whenever like you get outside of tradition, <laughs> like
1: with these stupid ass team names, <laughs> it could go bad. Like these stupid ass team names.
0: So hopefully they do it right with these uniforms because that's really going to make a break. I don't know. I keep saying that this is going to make a break, but the uniforms are important.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll still be fans like yeah, these stupid ass team name. Guys, I cannot get over this. Oh
0: my God.
1: <laughs> I think it is even annoying Dan, but like, okay, we won't get into it.
0: Yes, we know. you the you one of the kings or the mummies. Anyway. Stop trying to make it happen. It's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Maybe. I can dream. I wonder if, like, in the future, if they grow into new markets, someone is the kings. I might root for them just for that fucking name. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Traitor.
1: <laughs> Any word on, like, championship or playoffs or anything like that?
0: Oh, uh, TBA. Oh, of course. Look, we just got the schedule out, and You're it's right. subject to change.
1: Yeah. Wait, it's how subject to change is it? I
0: don't don't know. I mean, there's like one stadium, the stadium has like first choice to reschedule or something Mm -hmm. because they have like higher priority tenants. Mm -hmm. So until like the AAF can establish, like, yes, we're here to stay, it's going to be kind of hit or miss. Memphis, we're fortunate to be the only tenants during that time. Yeah. So hopefully, like, the other markets can show, like, hey, we sh- we deserve first dibs.
1: Okay, so these games are happening. It's just kind of a legal disclaimer that they might have to change, but these yeah. games are happening when they say.
0: Yeah, like, I, th- I can't remember what city it was, but they listed, like, concerts or other things that if they come to town, chances are you might get rescheduled. Gotcha. And times of the games are going to be announced later on, so... That'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out.
1: Just plan on blocking out the whole
0: day. Pretty much.
1: Because you're going to tailgate. You're going to enjoy the game. Then we're going to celebrate after because we're going to win every fucking game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so bold prediction. Memphis goes 10-0. Yep. Yep. And wins the first ever AAF championship game. I
1: mean, I believe. I'm here.
0: <laughs> so fun announcement. Before we mention that Isaac is going to be joining the team on Memphis AAF. He's going to be helping like, do write-ups and write articles and do a whole lot of cool stuff. He wrote his first article for The Express, where he covers all the coaches.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of cool information in there that I probably wouldn't have been able to find myself.
0: Yeah. So go to the website to see his article at MemphisAAF.com. And we're going to be diving into the coaches in a later episode. So be sure to stick around for that. Subscribe so you don't miss that episode. MemphisAAF.com slash subscribe.
1: And let us know if you have any questions for Jacob when he comes on next week to talk to us about tickets and all things Lions.
0: Absolutely. Um, You got anything else, Michelle? I got nothing. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next week. Toodles. (laughs) Did you really say toodles? (laughs)